1: Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabo. potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Kini's fruit bar. Look at
0: all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds. But all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today. I'm very excited about this hilarious comedian. Uh, he has been on The Office. He has a special called Stepman, which is hilarious. And he's going into the semifinals of America's Got Talent next week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mike E. Winfield.
1: Wow. Wow. That was a laundry list of amazing credits. Thank you, Dan. A oh, pleasure. I mean, it's always, to see you
0: too. it's always exciting when there's someone that you've come up with and you see and you're like, that guy's hilarious. And you're like, something's going to pop for him. Something's going to happen. And I got you, like, right in the week of poppage. Oh,
1: man, that is great. You know, and it's still an interesting thing. Like, as excited as I am about this AGT coming up, about to, but it still hasn't happened. So I'm one of those people. You know, you've been in a movie before where you tell everyone about the movie. And the next thing you know, you edited out the movie. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) But you know, they're um, they're so kind over there and uh, I got my jokes ready and I'm just ready to showcase for
0: America. It's just so cool. And it's going to be on Wednesday, you said? No, it's on Tuesday
1: night, August 30th. And then you get the results Wednesday because people have to vote.
0: Oh, my on God. Tuesday. So that's when this episode is coming out. So when you guys listen to this, you got to go and vote. what well, you can vote on Tuesday night. Yeah, you you have
1: to vote on Tuesday night because okay. So if you're otherwise. listening to this,
0: you better have fucking voted because it's too late. But I hope oh no, you... when does this come out Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, it comes out Wednesday. <laughs> oh no. Well, I'll give it. I'll give a. I'll give an extra shout out on Tuesday to my followers though, so that they so hey, that they they. Know. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, all right, before we get into more AGT stuff, because I do have some questions about it. Uh, let's get into your fridge. You guys can see Mike's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. Dan. There we go. This is your fridge. Um, not a bad fridge.
1: This is, yeah. you know, what's interesting is I had to just do this on my own because my wife, if she would have saw uh, the photo that I, I took, she may have tried to stage it. So I wanted it to be authentically what it is, which is very green yeah and uh
0: yeah and very dexter i call this I call this a dexter fridge because it looks like you know in dexter when he wraps everyone in foil before he kills them <laughs> in like in the plastic wrap, everything yeah, here right, is wrapped right. in plastic wrap <laughs> it's like a it's a crime scene, but all a lot of like greens like you're you guys are super healthy, it seems uh you got a lot of greens, you got some cherry tomatoes here um uh-huh. I don't know what's this thing over here. This, That's uh,
1: garlic aioli. What? So it's oh. like a like a mayonnaise, but it's uh, garlic aioli, and we use it, and it uh, it's good, man. It's great on uh, sandwiches or garlic
0: aioli is great. Can't go wrong.
1: And then is this ginger over here? Yeah, it got me. Hey man, I've been on a ginger kick for like a year now. Where I'll slice it and dice it, peel it, add some lime to it. Now I'm drinking fresh, fresh. Ginger tea, man. And the health benefits <laughs> inside oh, of boy. ginger tea are
0: endless. Okay, this looks like the ki I'll tell you'll I'll give you my honest assessment because there's also tofu. Is this tofu here? Yeah, that's tofu right there. Yes. right. And vegan this- cheese underneath it. <laughs> this looks like the fridge of someone who used to eat really awfully. <laughs> then, like had a an awful doctor's appointment where they were told like you've got like three days to live if you don't change your shit up <laughs> and then this <laughs> is the fridge that 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 they come up like it seems almost too good to be true like it's too healthy like like there's there's uh there's diabetes lurking somewhere is what this looks like to me,
1: yeah, right it's uh hey man, we've really been on a attempted healthy path for a while now, and so. We are at our greenest, is what I'll say.
0: Yeah. I Well, if I got to give you shit, though, it's going to be for this CRISPR drawer. You've got, like, I think completely empty CRISPR jars for some reason. Is there anything in there? Yeah, you know what?
1: There? You know what? They're no. still taped
0: up. They're still taped up, it looks like.
1: Yeah, man, you know black people. No, man, I ain't going to say that. No, man, you know what? <laughs> this is what it is.
0: We, it,
1: it just happens to not be anything in there. And I think some of the things are out of place because we'll have, like, our... Our onions will end up there. What goes there? What, what literally is supposed to be there?
0: It's a great question. I think what's supposed to go in there is like fruit and stuff or, or stuff that needs to stay crisp. like uh, like Oh, uh, that's
1: why you call it. That's why you send that a crisp. You
0: know what? I don't know if that's true, but now I'm just kind of I'm just free associating, uh, you know, in real time right now. This is jazz, baby. And I think that's probably why it's called a crisper, like for lettuce and stuff that needs to stay crisp. That makes sense, right?
1: I mean, would it, would that, would that being secure make your lettuce crisper versus just throwing on a shelf? Has that been proven? Is that
0: scientific? I have no idea. I imagine it has a different level of humidity in there. But what makes more sense to me is, like, you put the shit in there that you don't want to stink up the other food, like cheese or onions or garlic or something. Ah, okay, okay. But I don't it know if that's sense true. I don't know if any of this is true. It you c- know,
1: I like that. Hey, oh, you know what you can't see? There's what? a jar on the right if you look over the onion, right? There's a jar over in the, the back right there. In, Yeah, right there. That's Bloody Mary Mix. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm living. You're yeah. a <laughs> you're a Bloody Mary family family? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, n- mainly just me. I'm the only one that really likes the Bloody Marys, but uh I got the mix in this particular mix it was it was really spicy, but Wait, I could
0: ride with it. I've I i do not feel like I've ever made a Bloody Mary at home. It seems like something that I only order hungover at brunch once every quarter. Um, it's not like a staple where I'm like, I, oh, I'm at a Bloody Mary mix. I need some more. Daddy needs his Bloody Marys. Is this a, a is this a weekly thing? Is it a You know what it thing?
1: is? So maybe I do have like Dexter ties, man, because this is like my, uh, that's one <laughs> of my drinks of choice.
0: Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a serial killer thing. Like yeah. you'll just be at a bar on a Thursday night and everyone's like, can I get a vodka soda? Can I get a martini? And you're like, give me a bloody mary.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me get that big piece of celery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I do think that even though I don't have bloody marys very often, I can tell right away when it's a shitty mix or a good mix. Like, okay, that okay. is a huge deal. Like, like I want that. I want that hipster, uh, organic, uh, you know, fair trade. Um, I want some like guy with a mustache, his picture on the front of it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? I don't Absolutely. want it to be like caprice I don't want I don't want the like the uh, ocean spray version. I want that I want that hip shit that you buy at the farmers market. You know yeah. when you're at the farmers market and they have the fruits and the vegetables and then there's like the weird guys selling soap and like someone else is selling you know bloody mary mix. That's that's the bloody that's mary the mix. That's the one that you want. want. Yeah. That's that the a, one I'm going. That's for.
1: the one that has a pinch of horseradish in it, <laughs> yes. you know, cuz it's just how they that's roll. not that's yeah. not
0: a huge crowd pleaser. But that is what authentic people want is the horseradish. Right. And it's, it's
1: very that's a specific drink. You know, there's like tons of drinks. There's martinis and there's margaritas. But if you drink margar like a, a Bloody Mary, that's like one of 20,
0: I think we're really into this. So, wait, I, I just want to put a finer point on this. Is this a you'll have this at, in the evening?
1: Oh, yeah. And and early. but. Preferably, I, preferably. I only associate
0: them as a daytime drink. Wow. Oh, so no, you'll just, no. You'll, you'll be home after a long day of work and just want to kick off and make yourself a Bloody Mary.
1: No, absolutely. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's the move. And, Bro, and like, that... it goes down smooth. It's like a smooth drink, despite having olives and, and Worcester sauce. Still a smooth drink. <laughs> tomato sauce up drink
0: this might be <laughs> the funniest detail of you i've ever unearthed what how did this happen you know
1: what that's interesting you're right no one knows that i don't think anyone knows that about me that i'm in the bloody marys but um when did it happen you know when it it, it must have started it had started on a flight you know you're mm. on a flight and they're like hey mm. you want uh orange juice or tomato juice and i was like man i'm gonna do something different and I think that day I got tomato juice, and then that spurred to like you being at a bar, and they're like, "Hey, we got Bloody Marys on discount." I'm like, well, I just had tomato juice like two weeks ago, and now, next thing you know, right? It, it caught on from me.
0: You're like God is showing me a sign. Yeah, I was I was led in this direction. And wow, it's yeah. so funny that you mentioned the tomato juice on the plane because I'm always like, whenever I'm on a plane. It's a plane. Seems like the only place where tomato juice is like a headliner. It's like yeah. the two drinks that are that are rarely sold anywhere else: tomato juice and ginger ale. For some reason, on planes, they are like running the show. I yeah, don't know maybe, what it is about planes.
1: Maybe it's just like something that tastes better when you're elevated. You know, maybe that's the move. That I don't know if this has been documented or researched. But once you hit thirty thousand feet, maybe ginger
0: ale just hits different. <laughs> Oh, wait. And you have the ginger. Wait. Oh my, wait. Do you own an airline, Mike? Is this? All right, you guys. I got a confession.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm starting an airline and this is
0: (laughs) You've got ginger. You're obsessed with ginger and you're obsessed with tomato-based cocktails. I'm telling you, you are. That's so funny. Those are two of the most random things that I'm just like, why is it on planes that everyone? But maybe it is. Maybe it hits better. It's kind of like watching a rom-com on a, when 30,000 feet up and you're just like bawling for some reason. Like, it just hits you perfectly. Yeah, like I mean, Maybe it's the same with those two drinks.
1: It's the same thing with movie theater popcorn. You know, you're in a the theater. You don't eat that while you're driving. When is the last time you had movie theater popcorn while you on a road trip driving? It doesn't right. happen.
0: But at it's the true. Theater,
1: right? You went that dirty butter that butter that you just crank out the cock 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 you want that on there and that's uh
0: however what you're do what you're doing with these bloody marys is basically having your movie theater popcorn in the car while you're driving you're doing it you're living the dream
1: yeah because i'm dexter (laughs) 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 oh man we don't want that coming
0: out right that is good um all right let me ask you this this thing over here there's a on the bottom in the door there is a opened sort of canister of is that whipped cream
1: man that's a great question you know what I got a feeling it is I think it is but I'm not I'm not not a whipped creamer like that you know that sounds like sounds like something my wife would do like she would have a dessert no you know what it's not I think it's something I know she will have it and she'll just Yeah, the And
0: there's no cover on it either. It's just yeah. like out there like like you need qu- she needs quick access, like no, quick
1: access and used regularly.
0: <laughs> like she's sprinting towards the fridge and needs that. That that is not a I put this on top of desserts looking uh, canister. That is a I keep the door of the fridge open and I just mainline it into my mouth, uh, you know, um, right when I get into the house. Before I even go to the bathroom or anything like I just need my fix.
1: I even feel like she doesn't go there with two available hands. I feel like one hand is occupied. So if she (laughs) had to take the lid off to put the whipped cream on top, that would just consume too much
0: time. (laughs) Right. Right. She's got she's got groceries in one hand, holding them like a baby. And then she just opens the door and just needs her. mama Mama needs her quick access. Yeah, I right. Like um, I like it, man. I'm very impressed with the fridge. It's a great fridge. So, um, oh, hey, no is, one oh, key thing that I, I just noticed. Yeah. Okay. But, this is what I just learned
1: in probably the last three weeks. Okay? Give it to me. So, if you look at the bottom left and you see what you think is just oat milk, mm. no, what that actually is. You may know this already. Is that the barista? It stuff? is barista milk. Oh. So now we're making. Lattes, right? But the lattes are not regular lattes because in order for it to have another level of creaminess, you need barista milk because it's not like two percent. It might jump all the way up to like four and a half percent.
0: By the way, you the way you say barista sounds like an old black man saying breast. You're like barista milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's who I am. At heart.
0: I'm an older. <laughs> got to get that barista um uh, that is that is cool man uh, yeah i've i've messed with the barista the barista milk as well and it is it's way fattier so it foams up really nicely yeah that's
1: pretty new to me maybe i was you know receiving it when i was going places but i had no idea that there was levels i just Yo, thought it was just regular milk
0: you see semi on america's got talent you're changing already you, you've, you've changed i'm different Look at you with your barista milk <laughs> Um, OK, so going to America's Got Talent, I'm always very curious about the food that is served uh, backstage at shows like craft services and stuff like that. Take me through what the situation is there, because I imagine there's like a lot of waiting and there's a lot of backstage waiting. That's the type of show where they're like, your call time is 5 a.m. and you're going to go on stage at 8 p.m.
1: So look at this. I'm there yesterday and their craft services was incredible. And maybe because you're feeding like a hundred plus and that's me, you know, not even being sure, but knowing is so many. And there's this long table with yeah. everything on it from the obvious ones of granola bars and cracker snacks and coffee, but they have danishes they got a loaf of bread. Yeah. There was always, what are those drinks called? The little colorful waters? That, why do they have those?
0: Like, LaCroix, baby. LaCroix. Yes, yeah.
1: What's up with that, man? I feel like that's so L.A. I feel like nowhere else are people lacroix it like that.
0: It is. It has to be like an agent who used to work at William Morris started a soda brand, and he just got it in the hands of every single production.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if it's catching on, like the way they... In- I just think they're, it, it's forced. And it's now, forced. yeah, because or else people would have it in Arizona. But people don't drink LaCroix in Arizona. They don't even know what we're talking about. It's
0: right. a coastal drink. It's a, it's a coastal elitist drink. <laughs> yes. So this table
1: is loaded. You know how loaded this table was? That's why I'm able to tell the story. You know, I mean, I knew we had the podcast coming on, but. I didn't think about that. I had to stop and look at it. It was really proportioned with so many options on it that it just stood out.
0: Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, it was really a long table. Interesting. So, they're feeding, are they feeding all the contestants and all of the all of the crew at the same time?
1: Yes, but they have multiple ones. So this was the main one for contestants. Now, you got kid groups that have 20 members in it. You know, that's right. what I'm competing against right now. So you got to make sure you have gummy bears. So that's on there. And then I walked out some random door. And you know the guys that wear all black and they got the boots and the earpiece? Right. So they have their own crafts table. Right. So I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) they didn't want anyone touching their craft table. So they had their old section and they got like, I don't know, man. I I saw little muffins and those things that are triangle, but they look like muffins. What are those crepes or something? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So these guys are living their own
0: craft life, you know? Yeah. The
1: one that where all the contestants were, yeah, that had enough
0: for just for everyone. Interesting. You know. I mean, you talk about the people you're competing against. It's definitely like it's the most I always think those shows make no sense to me because it's the most apples to oranges thing. It's like, how am I supposed to compare a comedian uh versus a group of 20 uh, you know, uh jugglers from Yugoslavia uh compared to like three like five-year-olds who sing like, you know, Frank Sinatra songs? Like it's the weirdest thing to to compare. It's a very it's like for me, I'm always like, right. um Like it, it, it seems so subjective. I'm always like, uh, you know, like, give me, give me a, give me a kid with the talent, and I, I'm helpless. Like the, he's gonna be, he, he should win everything. Even though what you, what, what you do takes a lot, like a lifetime of like work and craft. I'm like, I don't care. I want I want a kid who sings a Michael Jackson song, <laughs> who lip syncs a Michael Jackson song, and I'm in. <laughs>
1: Hey, there's, this is two parts, and I know I'm going to forget the second part, but uh, first, this is incredibly subjective, but you know what prepared me for this?
0: What? N- NACA conferences. Holy shit. Interesting. So It feels the same, except... Wow, that makes so much sense. Right. Okay, so you for those of you we- listening who don't know what a NACA conference is, NACA is uh, basically these conventions that colleges put on to book talent to bring to their to their schools so you'll have like five representatives from every college in the country in this humongous auditorium and you'll have it's exactly like america got talent they didn't even think about that because you'll have jugglers and then you'll have a poet and then you'll have uh you know someone who is a, a singer and then a band and then a comedian and it's uh this hodgepodge and That's probably where Mike and I, you know, have hung out the most because I used to be the king of NACA back in the day. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. I booked like I booked like crazy on those shows. So that makes so much sense. Okay, so NACA prepared you for this. So
1: NACA prepared me to for it. And now here's the part two. Now, I'm touching like 20 years of stand up. Right. Yeah. So that means that these people. These talented people who I'm competing against, I've been performing longer than they've been alive. Right. So just imagine that, you know, you (laughs) walk on with your talent and you're like, this guy is like 12. And he's been doing this clarinet for like four years. And I'm like, wow, this is insane that we meet together on the same (laughs) stage.
0: You're like, I've been on the road. Slugging it out for 20 years. And Avi's been taking clarinet lessons at home for three years. Right. And here we are together.
1: This is is literally what America is in the mood for that night, you know, and how the show is. And hey, that's all I need. I just need them to be in the mood for some jokes, some really personal, fun jokes. I'm going the fun route. You know how you have a set of two or three hours, and sometimes. There's the fun stuff. Sometimes there's the dark stuff. Sometimes Mm. there's the, you know, cerebral or the, I don't know, what else? But I think I want this experience for everyone to be fun. And that's my approach to this.
0: Can I tell you something? And this is so, it feels like an unpopular take, especially amongst comedians. Because everyone's favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr and all this and all that. I am a huge proponent of fun when it comes to stand-up. I like being playful on stage. I like making goofy jokes. I don't think every joke has to have crazy meaning behind it. Not that I'm knocking that. Like, I'm glad that there's comics who do that. But I embrace the goofiness um, as much as, as most people embrace that, like, I need I need the truth tellers to, to speak truth to power. Like, no, I want to make goofy sounds and I want to make people laugh for for just dumb reasons like that to me, is way more... That's the, that's the place I like to live in.
1: You know what? I, I mean, I'm with you in so many ways. It's just like they're going to leave. People came to laugh. Yes. And everyone brings something different. So if I'm just bringing a different energy and fun, I've done my job, you know? Yeah. People leave. They enjoyed themselves. That's what I was there for. Not to necessarily change everybody's mind about a strong opinion, you know? Right. Every once in a while, maybe, but, you know, to each their own. I guess we all do different things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do you eat before you go on stage?
1: I do now. I remember back in the days where I'm like, nah, man, got to keep my stomach right. I'm Nervous. I think I'm so beyond those days. I'll eat walking to the stage. I'm at this point now where, like, it's second nature. It's just comedy, man. It's like, it's what we do, so... You know,
0: I still, I, I still, I, I, I agree with you. And we've probably been doing it about the same time. But I still have this thing. I still have rules. Like, I can't eat before I go on stage. I can't have a lick of alcohol before I go on stage. Um, and I don't know. I just stick to them. But I'm, I, I, you're doing the right thing, which is growing out of those things. But Man, I'm, I'm, like, w- superstitious. I
1: went on stage in Utah just probably two weeks ago. And I literally was chewing. So I had to get on stage and ask the front row, is there anything in my teeth? (laughs) So they tell me, I get close enough, they look, and they're like, no, you're fine. I'm like, all right, well, I appreciate that. And then I proceeded with the show, man. It's just...
0: Oh, my God. What are you just like? I'm picturing you, like, wearing your boxers, like, just pajamas and, like, sandals. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: So comfortable. You know, that's what they come... Well, they don't come to see that, but I think, like... If you can put them at ease. Yes. And, you know, and then, man, but I see the other side of that, too. You know, you go to the show and everyone's scared they're going to get destroyed. You know, I think some people are in the thrill, too.
0: Yeah. Just different shows. It's so true. Um, Are you a when you go on the road? Are you I don't even know what your relationship to food is. Are you a big foodie? Would you consider yourself someone who seeks out interesting food, like when you're on the road or anything like that? Or no. Yeah. Food is yes. just is sustenance.
1: No, man. I'm a huge fan of finding the vegetarian restaurants in town. Oh, so, so you're I'm, veg. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not at vegan, but there's things I don't do. Like, I'm I'm people will hate me for this, man, but I, I'm falling out of love with cheese, you know. So I don't really do cheese and I've always wow. tried to cut dairy out of um like my coffee and stuff, but that was the hardest part. So I'm always looking for the new vegetarian restaurant I haven't had. And this is how big I am on food. Watch this. Mm. I got a hot pot, right? Okay. So what I'll do is I'll go to the nearest grocery store, get the ingredients, and, man, I'm chefing it up on the road. Like I'm Come cooking. on. You know, I'm cooking. i had onions, broccoli. I got seasoning. It's already in my suitcase. You know, one time I bought some... Grapeseed oil and had some spelt flour and made some deep fried oyster mushrooms. I think I did this in Vegas. Shut the fuck up. Is this for real? Let me tell you how convenient it is. Like, think about every day you gotta leave to find food. So now you that's taking two hours out of your preparation to go somewhere, eat, come back. Whereas if you have the groceries in the room. Now you get all that time back. You get to sit in a room and you don't have to leave until showtime. That's my way of life. That's how I want it.:
0: Yo, this is insane. I don't think I've ever spoken to a comedian who turns their hotel room into a kitchen, like into like it's like a cooking competition, and you bring wait, so you bring a like a hot like what's it called like a hot uh... Yeah yeah
1: the hot pot cuz you know every room some rooms come with
0: stoves Yeah okay so you <laughs> so you're on the road and you go and you're and you're not just like buying frozen meals to heat up oh, no. you're buying oyster mushrooms to deep fry Oh yeah in your hotel room
1: Absolutely you know my my first day when I get to the town is find the grocery store and boom load up I just load up on produce. I load up on what do I want this weekend? Am I going to have a sandwich? And this is like two days wow. of eating. And you know how much it typically costs? This is so funny. It always ranges around about $70. Okay. And so, boom, i spend spent $70 on average, and that normally gets me through the whole weekend. Water, everything that I need.
0: Wow, this is wild. So do you eat the meal at the comedy club when they're like, you get your, your, your meal before your show or after the show?
1: Okay, look at this. No disrespect, but never. Like some food, man, just does me wrong. So, yeah. and, and I try not to eat after the shows anymore. So I'm, I'm normally done eating for the night before I go to the club, unless oh. I bring something and I eat between a two-show night. So by 10 o'clock, I'm not eating anymore.
0: This is crazy to me. I had no idea. Did you, did you grow up like this? Like super, um, I don't know what the word is. It's not finicky because I kind of respect this. It's like, you're almost like, uh, I don't know. It like harkens back to a a time when everyone was like, it's like a time before restaurants when everyone just cooked their own stuff. (laughs) Like, um, like you are, you're like a real proponent of the slow food movement. It's like, yeah.
1: No, this. Were you this always is, like
0: this? Did you grow up like this all. or this is a new thing?
1: I did not grow up like this. I grew up rather reckless. Okay. You know, I grew up I in Baltimore, Maryland. I yeah. knew it
0: when I saw that fridge. I was like, this is the fridge of, of a reformed man.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I grew up on seafood, you know, Baltimore, the Chesapeake Bay, crab, shrimp, you know, uh, scallops, uh, burgers, Everything.
0: and You know, I, I actually went to college in Baltimore. Did you? Which school? I went to Johns Hopkins. Did you? Really? I was yes. born in Johns Hopkins. No yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. So I get that because I feel like there were so many restaurants that had a neon sign outside that said fish fry everywhere oh, you went. Yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah.
1: It, and you know what? It's really good. It just, it just stopped working for... S my system. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Baltimore literally is the only place that could take seafood, which is a very healthy food and just make it completely unhealthy. <laughs> like let's make crab cakes and fried fish and I mean, it's so delicious, but it's but I get oh, it. Um so unhealthy. Crab cakes are like the greatest gift ever. Oh. A good know? crab cake to me brings more pleasure than most other foods. I mean, <sighs> Like, I like them when they're not too cakey. I want it just barely bound up with a lot of crab. Oh, and, yeah. oh, my God. That I is... miss those days,
1: but I can, I can taste it now with you, So Sam. you're
0: done with all meat. You're, you're completely vegged now. Completely vegged out. Do you use the, uh, what was the day? What was the day? Take me through the day that it happened. It's like ask, asking an alcoholic, like, what was the day that you were like, oh, that's it, I'm done with this. You know, it was
1: more like my wife getting sick. She made some, cooked some chicken wrong or something like that. Mm. It didn't land the way she, was, she wanted to. And she can um, be very drastic in some of her decision-making. She can just, boom, one day, one event, different life. So, boom, she stops making it. And I'm like, wait, what? We don't eat meat anymore? She's like, nope. And she's like the main chef at that time. You know, I cook when it's only me and I'm away. But she's the main one making food. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's just, no, it's not going to work. Right. So I kept eating it for a little. And then I was like, all right, if it's going to be like this, I'll do it. But I'm still eating seafood. So I kept eating seafood. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, this is why I did the change. I used to get the common cold. I'm talking once a month, once a month, I had the sore throat and the sniffles. And I was like, eh, all right, let's just see what happens. Someone had brought up, you know, this could help. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't remember how I came across that information exactly, literally. But and then I gave it up and I stopped getting sick. So I was like, oh, man, I will. And I know that's not everyone's like. Mm -hmm. story or every it doesn't work that way in everyone but inside of me when I gave it up I stopped getting ill and that alone was worth it and it's just difficult you know you go to Indiana they don't have vegetarian food you know you can get fries but they're cooked in bacon grease so Mm -hmm. that was hard to travel and find a healthy lifestyle so then I just started creating one
0: Wow. Yeah. It's, impo- it's almost impossible to be healthy on the road. I mean, yeah. especially when you're in the middle of nowhere and you have four options. It's like McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, you know, Burger King. Um, it's very, very difficult to do. However, I do have an alternative theory about why the food was making you sick like that, why you were getting the cold. I feel like it was all part of your wife's diabolical plan. And she had like a Petri dish of like the common cold in the back of the fridge. And every time she cooked you meat, she would just take a little bit Rub it on the chicken strip and give it to you. And you'd be like, I keep getting sick. And she was like, yeah, well, maybe if you go vegetarian, yeah, she was poisoning I, you.
1: I don't disagree with this theory at all. <laughs> and I feel okay. like I wish you could dissect a lot more. that's probably going on that I don't understand. So I could get there before she does.
0: Yes. You could yes. probably
1: help if you like did the research and too.
0: I mean she's going to she's going to listen to this episode and be like I have to kill Dana dude because he's 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 on to me.
1: Yeah, don't don't put things in the universe like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is obsessed with Bloody Marys, but the world's obsession began back in 1920. Fernand Petiot, an American bartender at Harry's New York Bar in Paris, mixed up equal parts tomato juice and vodka and called it the Bloody Mary. In 1934, Petiot moved to the King Cole Bar at the St. Regis Hotel in New York City and brought the recipe with him. The hotel managers tried to change the name to the Red Snapper, but it didn't stick, which is good news for Mike because he's such an insane vegetarian he probably wouldn't have touched because it was named after a fish and he's a crazy person who fries mushrooms in his hotel room okay so i'm gonna ask i'm gonna start asking you some of these questions that i ask every guest towards the end of the episode Uh, yeah right, right first question what is your earliest food memory great i think i was uh i
1: had to be about five or six I'm in Columbia, Maryland, and it was mm. hot dogs and beans. Ooh, hot dogs yeah, and beans. Yeah, it's, it's so, the pork and beans. The ones that's like in the can with the yeah. bean juice and all of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you Ooh. remember liking it? Um, I remember it being the only option. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh my- if I was hungry, I liked
0: it. What a surprise that Mike became a like a militant vegetarian who cooks his own food on the road. <laughs> um, OK, what is your death row meal? So let's figure out a reason why you're on death row. Let's say you go to a fine steakhouse and uh, they, you're asking for a uh, um, they say, would you like some wine with your steak? He said, no, I'll take a Bloody Mary. And they're like, sir, this is not brunch. This is a steakhouse. That's a daytime uh, that's a daytime drink, and you say no. It's not. It's my nighttime drink, and they say no, sir. It's a. And then you take the steak knife and you and you plunge it in into their neck mm. and use the blood that comes out of their neck and put it into a glass of vodka as you wait for the cops to take you uh, to yes. jail. Yeah, and now you're on death row, and uh, you have a death row meal. What is your death row meal?
1: Okay, so now. After hearing this, it kind of depends. So if I'm on death row, I need to know: am I just riding it out or lethal injection? So let's just assume Mm -hmm. it's lethal injection, and I know that that's gonna happen. So then I don't care what I eat because I don't care about it. Let's just say ruining, um, you know, like I don't care about catching a cold later because hey, I'm about to do that.
0: (laughs) So you don't want to ruin ruin that delicate microbiome you've created by being a vegetarian. Okay. So what
1: I think I want. Is that garlic crab from crustaceans with the noodles beside it? That was wow!
0: That I've was, never had it, and I hear it's amazing. Oh, oh, oh,
1: it's the best! It's this gigantic crab. The noodles are garlic noodles, and the juice is just oozing all over it. And ah, oh, it's the best. I mean, we were going there so regularly. And it was just such a treat. So when we eventually gave up, you know, meat like that, it was sad. It was sad watching that one go.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, how sad. It's like it was like your little like your kids going off to college and you're not going to see him. You just like waved goodbye to Crustacean. Crustacean is this restaurant in Beverly Hills that is like sort of an upscale seafood centric Asian fusiony place. And uh, I've heard about these noodles. I think I heard about these noodles on the Food Network. Some chef was doing the show Best Thing I Ever Ate, and the best thing that she ever ate was this noodle dish that you talk about. Oh, oh
1: man. Yeah, and then you use the, like, crab garlic oil, and you pour it off your plate into the noodles, and you watch your arteries just fill up. You just watch it happen.
0: Oh, man. That was, that was, uh, that was, that turned me on a little bit. I don't know if that was the intention, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, What is the best (laughs) high end meal that you've ever had? Man, you
1: know what? These, these restaurants and these places you go to, they trick you, right? You know, and they put a little bit of food on your plate and you're like, oh man, I spent a lot and I didn't get that much. This is great. (laughs) But I went to, it was a resort in Mendocino. Okay, And it was five courses. Okay. So they start off with like an appetizer. You got to fill out the paper and you get every single course. And then you get, you start off with this. There's an appetizer. Then there's a main course. Then there's a dessert. And the proportion, the portion size was perfect because I never make it to dessert. Yeah. You know, I just... I think I purposely just eat enough where I'm like, nah, I ain't filling with no dessert. So when they come, that was never the plan for me. But this place, they put enough on the plate. So you get through all five courses and then you get to close Hmm. with like a hot tea or a nice little thing, a cappuccino or something. You're like, wow, that was that was
0: really well done. Interesting. So it was a tasting menu in Mendocino. I'm, I'm so curious what the restaurant is. But um, got it. So that was an exciting... That was an exciting... What about low-end-wise? What's the best low-end meal you've ever had? So this can be like a street taco. It can be a street hot dog. Hey, man, it has to be. Probably. It can be your, your deep-fried oyster mushrooms from no, a from those a are high-end.
1: Those are really high-end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if I had anyone hang out with me and have these deep fried oyster mushrooms, they'd want them all the time. So when I, you know, it sounds like you got this on your mind too. When I get my, my cooking show and yeah. I'll pull out all these recipes with like the quinoa and the vegetables and the,
0: you know, yeah.
1: you know that's going to be a hit. That's going to be in the <laughs> restaurant. But as I far as it. low end, I think low end, it'll probably be about 17 years ago. And, uh, it would probably be at about 2.30 in the morning in the jack-in-the-box box drive through with the mm. two tacos for 99 cents. I feel like that's the lowest, lowest-end lowest meal I have put in my system. Because I don't know what's in those tacos, and it
0: yeah. doesn't matter at right. 2.30 in the morning. It does not matter. Um, I'm so curious what your—actually, this takes us to a good question, which is what's your favorite drunk food— Because now as a vegetarian, you know, I I, I feel like I associate a lot of drunk food with meat, like Taco Belly type stuff or a burger. um, What is your favorite drunk food?
1: Vegetarians don't get drunk. No, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is the weirdest type of vegetarian. What if that was the case? No, I would probably say right now, this is what happens. You cut this meat out and you just... Get this elevated intelligence, right? So now Mm. I'm smashed, right? I'm drunk, but Mm. I have to do it the right way. So all I'm doing is cramming bread. That's all I need.
0: That's it. I'm just eating bread. Oh, my God. That's the least fun drunk food ever. Just plain bread. You're just doing it to survive. That's what you want. You (laughs)
1: just want to get to the next day. So you just cram (laughs) as much bread as you can. Why don't you
0: you take that bread, heat it up, Put some uh, vegan cheese and tomato on it and have yourself a pizza like that to me sounds like a more fun uh, drunk food. Who who has that type of time when they're drunk? I don't know if that's even possible, but let me
1: tell you this. If you leave the deep fried oyster mushrooms out all night and you don't eat them again to the next day at like three and they're like room temperature on the counter, they're just as good. (laughs) (laughs) These things are incredible,
0: dude. The fact that you're deep frying in your hotel room makes me think these better be the best things ever. i uh, telling you, they're world changing, I, man. And listen, <laughs> if
1: you're listening right now, don't just go out and buy multi-purpose flour or unbleached. Like, why would you use unbleached flour? I don't know. I don't know why you would use any of that. Spelt. It has to be spelt flour. Hmm, what the fuck is spelt flour? It's like a cleaner flour. Flour that doesn't have all the uh, extra additives. So you're getting more of a pure, pure flour
0: covering on it. So (laughs) That pure, uncut, spelt flour, baby. Yeah, so
1: you're tasting, like, whatever it is you're frying, you really get to taste it. There's nothing blocking you from (laughs) tasting it.
0: (laughs) You know, lately, I'm a huge, and I, I urge you to try this once with your oyster mushrooms. I love frying things in rice flour. I think it gives it such a nice crust, like mm. a much better crisp. Because sometimes with regular flour, it gets a little gummy. With this rice flour stuff, it's always like a really clean crispiness to it. I love it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say, let's say you don't shove enough bread in your face while you're drunk. And now you're hungover. What is the hangover cure that uh, Mikey Winfield subscribes to? Okay,
1: look at this. Backtracking, right? Let's say I only had like four slices of bread, right? (laughs) And I'm like, I need more. Hey, I wish there were tacos available. Mm. I just wish. Now, if I could get some of those crispy tacos. And I I don't mean from Jack in the Box. I mean like the homemade ones. Yeah. Some tacos. Like Abuela made them. Yes, yes. If I could get some of those and cram those down, I might not stop eating those. Right. But, but we have fast-forwarded to the morning. There's a hangover, and, and that's obvious, baby. Bloody Mary. Oh, so yeah. Right, I, got the, I got the Bloody Mary. I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide, do I just let it go, or do I take aspirin? You ever had those days where you're like, hey, I don't want to become an aspirin guy. I don't want to be taking this every single week. Yes. So am I just going to just let it go away? But what would I eat, though? That would be a Bloody
0: Mary. What would I eat? Um... No, that's fine. The Bloody Mary is fine. And it's funny. I'm starting now that I now that I'm getting who you are food wise, I'm realizing that the Bloody Mary it's not, I have a feeling it might not necessarily be because you like the taste of it. You just want to have more salad. And this is a way to get a salad in a drink. And wow. it's just a healthy, it's like a, you found the one drink that's like super healthy and full of vegetables. And you're like, yeah, I'll turn, I'll have that alcohol wise. You're like too healthy. It's wild. Hey, you
1: know what? You gotta just overcompensate in one direction. And then you give yourself the level to mess up any time yes. you want to yeah and i, I don't that. just mean in eating i just mean in general life like i can just mess up somewhere i can do right. things wrong because at least i eat healthy i can always right. use that right
0: <laughs> that's like my justification to buying like something expensive i'm always like i don't smoke cigarettes so i'm saving so much money makes sense so i can i can spend Absolutely. it on whatever i want now so i will get this bentley even though i obviously can't afford it i will take the helicopter ride um who is your favorite celebrity food personalities this can be a celebrity chef uh it could be a celebrity tv host okay so it's this guy right um he's
1: semi a food celebrity so he was on my 600 pound life right oh boy and he was cooking in his kitchen man and this dude uh sang because he was like he's gonna be a singer and he can't stop eating because I guess he had an addiction. Yeah. But he is eating and singing, man. And this dude grabs this and he goes like this and he goes, buttermilk biscuits. And man, it, he's my favorite of all
0: time. Oh my God. Anthony Bourdain is turning in his grave right now. He's like that. You like that guy more than you like me. Oh, man. The buttermilk biscuits. guy. You should have
1: saw this guy, man. The things he was whipping up in his kitchen. I think he was pouring grease like right on it, you know, and he was whipping up biscuits. He had homemade Popeye's chicken, man. And and he sang why he did it. And you know what I'm going to do?
0: I'm going to send
1: you the thing, too.
0: Yeah, send it to me. I feel like I get it, though, because that as a vegetarian, that's like porn for you. Oh, it's yeah. like you watch that and you're like, oh, yeah, that's it's so dumb. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> While you're like chewing on kale chips, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, favorite desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. You have one food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of this food. What is that food?
1: Hey, man, I feel like Bubba Gump right now. It's going to be these oyster mushrooms, right? Because yeah. I'm going to make them all types of different ways. I'm going to add tropical <laughs> tropical juices, all of those <laughs> stuff. You said I'm stuck on a tropical island, yeah. right? Yeah, you're going to make a mango salsa mushrooms. with it. <laughs> yeah, mango salsa with it. I mean, every different way I'm going to have these oyster mushrooms. And that's how I live, you know?
0: Can I tell you something? I had oyster mushrooms last night, ironically, and they are, I think, the king of mushrooms. Like, they are so much better than, because I feel like a lot of times when people want a meaty mushroom, they go for the portobello. The portobello, to me, it's too, it's too gilly. There's too much gill going on. I'm not into it.
1: No, I'm with you. It's like, the portobello, man, is just what we've been
0: taught. No, that's not the way to go. It's fucking deep state, man. They've been trying to push their portobello agenda on us. Um, No, but oyster mushrooms to me have such a better flavor, such a better texture. Um, They really are delicious. Uh, So I'm okay with I'm I'm okay with this uh, with your Bubba Gumping on. I would go to an all oyster mushroom restaurant.
1: I love it. (laughs) Hey, it might be on the way. I'm I'm this guy, man, where I want. I know there's people on the fence and they're like, you know, like I eat meat and I love it, but I wouldn't mind vegetarian options. I want to trip those people. Mm. Those are the people I want to invite to my home and not tell them it's oyster mushrooms. And they're like, oh, mm, oh, mm, 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 good, man. What is this? Yeah. Is this chicken is it frog. I'm like, nah, it's not chicken or frog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on. Who is this guest that you invite who can't guess what it is and ask, is it chicken or frog? Hey Amen. Like- I'm telling
1: you, <laughs> people don't know. They don't know. Sometimes they're just like, oh, it's deep fried and it looks like meat. Oh, good, and it and it tastes like it, like you said, it's a meaty mushroom.
0: I just love that chicken and frog are the two things that that this that this fake person goes to. To is this chicken or uh, yeah. frog? Um, honestly, if if you gave me deep fried oyster mushrooms in a bag that are were like tossed in some sort of like um, I don't know, like some sort of uh uh, like some sort of spicy powder. And I'm like eating on it, eating it like French fries, almost like out of a bag. I feel like that would kill it.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. That's ready for takeover. But that's not what the world wants. They're not right. going to push that. You know how easy mushrooms grow? I mean, we mm. already know that. So if they wanted people to take healthy or mushroom routes, this would be right. heard of all the time. But no, that's not
0: it's not yeah. what the world wants right not now, Not what they want, man. Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Amen. I
1: am agitated by the fact that liver was ever put in my system.
0: Oh my God. I can't
1: believe I was ever made to eat that. And every time that was for dinner, I was like, this is just disrespect. Even as a child, I'm like, why would we eat a liver? And I can still taste how disgusting it was. It's like, just give me hot dogs and beans for a second consecutive night. Don't make me eat liver.
0: By the way, you want to hear something insane? Last night, the night that I had oyster mushrooms, guess what I also had? Chicken liver. I got some chicken liver in me, baby. I love liver, but I get... That liver is not a kid food. It's very much an adult food, and I could see it being very traumatizing having it young in life. But it is very, but it's super healthy and it has a lot of stuff in it. But it's like, yeah, liver is a polarizing one. I'll give you a pass on that. I'm okay with that. I think chicken liver
1: may taste better than like the one I was having, the human liver. You know, so
0: wait, hold on. You were not eating human liver. Let's. No, I was eating, no, it was just beef. It was just beef. <laughs> okay, I think you
1: said human. <laughs> no, would you call it b- beef liver? Yeah. What would you call you, it, cow you, Cow? You liver? Beef
0: liver or ca- or calf liver. It could be calf liver. But yeah, beef liver is super funky and definitely a hard thing to take down. Even for me, like I love weird things, but like beef liver is, that's like, they like beef liver is like what they use for like dog food a lot now. It's okay, like, yeah. It's too I think funky. that was the
1: only one. The only one I had as a child was the beef liver, I yeah. believe.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, you said you did Freudian slips and say human liver, which does bring me back to the, your Dexter uh, psychopathic tendencies, which... I didn't say that. You're, I never said human liver. You You are... No, I no, man. I'm, you're dropping like, hints. You're dropping <laughs> hints left and right. When they do the murder <laughs> podcast about you, they're going to use this as the... He was slowly dropping hints everywhere he went. Hey, you're not allowed to. You know
1: how rappers are trying to get them not to use their lyrics so they won't uh, in court? This is the same thing. You can't use Dan's podcast. (laughs) Uh,
0: Last question, and this is my favorite question. What is Mike E. Winfield's restaurant pet peeve? I hate it, man, because I'm... uh,
1: I hate the fact... This is not the answer to your question yet, but hmm. I hate the fact that I can be too easygoing about many things. Okay. So I admire people who just get agitated and pissed off. I'm like, look at them. They have emotion, like they care about this. So if I was to pick what my pet peeve is at a restaurant, and this is, this doesn't even happen as much, but sometimes you go to restaurants and it's after a certain hour. So they allow you to just say smoke. I mm. hate when I'm eating and I can smell someone's cigarette smoke. Even if they're doing it in front of the building and the wind is blowing my direction, it just bothers me and doesn't allow me to enjoy my meal because there's cigarette smoke lurking.
0: Wow. How often does that happen to you? It, it happens
1: at uh, just a restaurant or two where after a certain hour, you can do it. Because I do a lot of outside dining. Mm. So when you're sitting outside, maybe someone is near the entrance or maybe, you know, they're off to the side. And it's just you can smell just a little cigarette smoke. And it just
0: I don't want to smell that. Will you ever say anything? Will you be the excuse me? Will you be that person? It depends on how close they are.
1: If they're close enough where I'm like, whoa, this is ultimate disrespect, then yes. If they're like so far away where I'm like, ah, man, this is they're like outside. It's probably a sign up somewhere that says they shouldn't be, but they're so, then it's ah, just deal with it
0: sometimes. Which nah. is why you lock yourself up in your hotel room and have all your meals there.: no Yeah, cigarettes. there's no smoke. No there's smoke. no
1: cigarette smoking.
0: Nah.: <laughs> Mikey Winfield, uh, tell all the people where they can find you.:
1: You know what? There's a couple places. you know, if you just visit Bigassteeth.com, that'll take you right to the website. You scroll to the bottom and find all the social media. But this is what I want. I want people to go to Instagram. Or Facebook, where you can find me at Mike, like you said, E in the middle, Winfield. That's simple, W-I-N, field. And that'll take you across the board, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out the clips, even TikTok now. If you just type in Mikey Winfield TikTok, I'm, uh, I'm posting a lot of videos, anticipating a lot of new fans from your podcast, man.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, I am so proud of you. I was so happy to see you on America's Got Talent because it's one of those things where like we're all as comedians, we're all kind of in this same fraternity, but then we lose right. touch with each other. And then you just see one and someone pops up somewhere. And you're like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. Right. Normally, it's like, you know, either they committed suicide or they're in prison. But sometimes it's like he's doing well on America's Got Talent. That's amazing. So I was very happy. Thank you, you doing well on it and I wish you the best of luck in the semis man. Yeah, I appreciate
1: it Yeah, I'm going to the finals man. I gotta go to the finals. So I'm ready You gotta
0: go to the finals. Yeah, all those kids who've been playing the clarinet for six months. No, this is not your time They don't know me put (laughs) it put in your dude. You don't know me You don't know who I am. You don't know my addiction to deep-fried oyster mushrooms um I'm very proud of you. Uh, I can't wait to see you win. Mikey Winfield, thank you very much for being on the
1: podcast. Hey, I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very much.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death